Hi, I'm Eugene Bird, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 581 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, in fact, we have a very special week coming your way. Uh, this episode of On Screen and Beyond has uh, Eugene Bird joining us now. He's in The Eminence, which is a new movie that's coming out. And all week, we are going to be having episodes that are going to be coming your way. We're going to have three episodes with stars from Eminence coming our way. And we'll have one on Wednesday, and we'll also have one on Friday when the film actually gets released. So uh, get ready for that. It's going to be a great week. And Eugene Bird, you know him as Dr. Clark Edison on Bones. And he was in Arrow. He was in True Blood and so many other things. Going to have a lot of fun with Eugene. And we've got a lot of other guests coming your way the rest of the week. So get ready for that. It's right here on On Screen and Beyond. And I want to remind you that the Croft Con is coming your way. That is Sid and Marty Croft's, you know, the world that they created. It's it's all the you know, H.R. Puffin stuff and Lidsville and Land of the Lost and uh, so many other things that they did throughout their careers. And there's going to be a con for that. It's going to be at the Orinda Theater in May, and we're going to give you more details as it comes our way, and we will have guests from that are going to be at the CroftCon. So it's a going to be an exciting thing because there hasn't been anything specific like that for Croft uh, TV shows and things like that, movies and everything else. So get ready for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we'll have guests, like I say, from the TV shows that uh, they were in. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's Actually, some of them might even be people we've had in the past. So uh, it's going to be a great week when you, uh, you know, get ready for that. It's going to be a one-day thing in Orinda, California. And it's CroftCon. We'll keep you updated on that very shortly with some more information. And what do you say? I think we should get right into it. It is time now for... Remake Madness, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness, well, we have uh, a TV one and a movie one. Uh, As far as the live-action remake of the classic Disney animated masterpiece Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs as they make it into a live-action movie, uh, that is in a long development stage as they deal with issues so they don't offend anybody. So we'll find out what happens there. And a remake of Quantum Leap on TV, which starred Scott Bakula and Dean Stockwell, has been ordered by NBC for a pilot. So we'll keep you updated on that, and we'll see what happens with it. And that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, let's find out what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter, He is going to be playing Weird Al Yankovic in a biopic about the musician, and it's called Weird, the Al Yankovic Story. 
And Steve Carell, Ryan Reynolds, and John Krasinski will join forces on a film called If, and it's about a child's journey to rediscover his imagination. And Carell and Reynolds will star, and Krasinski is going to write, direct, produce, possibly be in it too. And that comes your way as far as a projected release date of November 17, 2023. And Dwayne Johnson, well, he keeps doing more and more things. He says he's going to be in a movie based on a video game he has played for years and will announce it later this year. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, let's find out what's coming your way as far as sequels. Sequel City don't look for any Mission Impossible movies anytime soon. They have been pushed back again and again and again. Seven, Mission Impossible 7, well, that's coming your way now, July 14th, 2023. And Mission Impossible 8, June 28th, 2024. And the sequel to Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, is back in production after they had a two-month off. And Jumanji 4 is in development to continue that adventure. And that's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD? TV on DVD, February 8th, Last Man Standing, the complete series, hits DVD. And Heels, Season 1, goes to DVD on February 15th. And Young Rock Season 1 makes his way to DVD on March 29th. And that's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? Movies on DVD, well, Eternals flies into Blu-ray, DVD, and 4K on February 15th. February 20th, you can look for The House of Gucci, and that's with Lady Gaga as it comes to Blu-ray and DVD. And The King's Man lands on DVD, Blu-ray on February 22nd also. And that's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen to be on TV and Entertainment Time. TV and entertainment time. It looks like Stephen King's later is headed for TV for a miniseries. No word yet on where it will end up. And uh, as soon as we hear more, we'll let you know about it. And Tim Allen will star in a Disney Plus limited TV series called The Santa Claus. Yes, that's right. The movies he made, they are now making that into a series, a limited series. And he will reprise the role that he made for all the films as uh, Santa Claus. And Elizabeth Mitchell will return as Mrs. Claus. And sadly, Peter Robbins, who starred as the voice of Charlie Brown in the Charlie Brown Christmas, has died. And he was a past guest here at On Screen and Beyond. And if you go into our reruns on Apple or Spotify or Amazon or iHeart or any of those, you can still find that interview, so uh, you can check that out. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we have Eugene Bird. He was Dr. Clark Edison on Bones and a whole bunch of other shows he was on. He is in the movie Eminence, and it is uh, coming out on Friday, so get ready for that. And all this week, on Wednesday, we will have another person from that film. And on Friday, when it's released, we will have another person from that film. So get ready, Eugene Bird, right here on On Screen and Beyond.
Our guest today on On Screen and Beyond is known for many roles, including as Dr. Clark Edison on Bones, and you have also seen and heard him in Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures, and Arrow, True Blood, Heroes, Crossing Jordan, Promised Land, and so many others. His latest film, Eminence, goes on demand on February 4th. It's Eugene Bird. Eugene, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. I appreciate that, Brian. Thank you. Man, you, when you ran down that list, I was like, man. I, 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 and I had to cut it off. an interesting career. <laughs> I, 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 I was cu- sitting there going, man. <laughs> yeah, you had so many other things in there. It's a, you know, you you got you know parts in this and parts in that. It's like you know you're everywhere. <laughs> I've been I've been blessed with a long career so far, and I I can't be any happier with that. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't funny. I don't blame you, geez. And 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 here you are. You got a new film out, and I'll tell you when I yeah. read about the synopsis of it, and I saw Bermuda mm. Triangle. That drew me right in, right off. I mean, <laughs> you could be doing the Bermuda Triangle uh, and uh, horseback riding, and, and I'd still watch it. <laughs> you would still watch that? That would be interesting. It was like, today, on the Bermuda Stallion. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Will the Black Stallion escape the Bermuda Triangle? <laughs> so t- tell us about what eminence uh, is about first off so our people get an idea of what you know what the whole thing is going on in there and then let us know about your part in it you know uh it's funny um i don't know what it's about no i'm joking uh eminence is about uh, this guy jonas and this uh and this, well the team this team comes actually i'm just going to break it down like this because i was sitting like how do i break this movie down because it's so interesting it, it's about a team of scientists and one who's basically lost her faith she's lost her faith and another one who has all this faith but he seems skeptical you don't he's always he actually has lost his faith as well so there's two people who've lost their faith and they find themselves on this boat basically looking for god but finding themselves not where they wanted to be Hmm. kind of a way to say it without really giving anything away because there's a lot to this that i don't want to even you know, try to exactly. say out loud. Yeah, I don't, but, I, I don't um, want to give anything away because that, that's one thing. I hate it when people tell you the whole story and then, you know, okay, I know it. I don't have to go see it now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, because, you know, whenever you see a really long, um, when I, I tell people, whenever I see a really long trailer, I'm like, what's the point of me watching this now? Right. I was like, I, I, you pretty much told me everything about the movie. And that doesn't really make me excited about it when I whenever I see that. So I try to give the least amount of information I can about mm-hmm. something because I want people to really go watch it. But my character is I, I own a boat. These people come on the boat. They pay me to use my boat. And I'm like, and Jonas, played by Michael Beach, is my uh, my captain. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I throw, like, I throw parties on a boat. And so I'm like, man, we got to make money. The parties ain't happening right now. So let's just get these little scientists. They paid me a boatload of money to come on this boat and find out what's going on with this one celestial event. Yeah, I don't care. And then they end up telling me, consume the trailer. They end up telling me they're looking for aliens. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> they try to say something else. It's like, no, no. It's like, we're looking for this. It's uh, paid by Anthony. He's like, no, we're actually looking for this. And this is what we're going to find. I'm like, so what does that mean? He's like, so, I mean, we look at the extraterrestrial life. I said, so aliens. Cool. You paid me my money. I'm cool. 
<laughs> but it's not that simple. It's really not that simple, and it gets deeper and darker. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, like I say, it, just reading about what, what was going on drew me in because, you know, like I said, Bermuda Triangle, I always love that. And then you get the, the first contact, the aliens, the the uh, then it turns and twists, and, and you've got all these other things that are in it. And it's it's like, wow, this, this is, <laughs> it, it sounds different, you know, because we're so used to seeing lately everything the same. This really drew me into it. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. It, it's. I think what uh, Carrie and Summer have done, uh, Carrie being our director and our writer and Summer being our star and producer, is that they both found a story that a lot of people can find themselves connecting to. Mm-hmm. And also, I think they also have characters in here uh, played by a wonderful cast. I mean, my cast is great. Um, just finding different personalities, different situations, different uh, ideologies, you know, uh, people believing different things, and all coming to find out that it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day, it's what this belief is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and mm-hmm, go, ahead. Go, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, I was pretty much kind of done. I was about to, you know, go on yeah. a riff. I do that. <laughs> but how how did you get involved with the film? Well, uh, I'm really good friends with Michael Beach, and um, I also met Carrie and Summer um, at this uh, event for Apple, uh, Truth Be Told. Um, Mike was in it, and I came there, and uh, he invited me, and he was like, yeah, um, I want you to meet, uh, you know, Carrie and Summer. I met them, and I talked to them, and they were really cool, and they were telling me that they had a movie they were about to do on a boat, and I was like, oh, that sounds cool. But, you know, I wasn't thinking anything of it. And then one day, Mike calls me and says, hey, man, hey, man. I'm going to need you to do this, brother. I mean, I'm going to need you to come in. I'm going to need you to do this movie with me. We're going to have fun. I'm like, huh? <laughs> what movie are you talking about? <laughs> and this night I'm out. I'm drinking. You know, I'm with my girl. And I'm like, ah, what are we talking about? So yeah, man, you know, I need you to come over here. I need you to get on this boat with me. I'm like, I'm sorry. Are we going to get on a boat, a real boat? This is not a boat that's like stationed somewhere. We're going out onto the water with this boat. Yeah, brother, I just need you to... I was like, okay, man, let me think about this. And I thought about it, and I was like, you know, I always love working with him and all these new challenges. And it was a real challenge because we were working down at uh, San Pedro and um, at the, you know, on a boat that they rented. And it was from 4 p.m. to 4 a.m. I think for 16 nights, I think we did that for. I, I, you know, I, I could be wrong. Because wow. it all blends together at a certain point, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, man, it was it was it was challenging, but it was fun because it was a great group of people who, you know, were giving their all to it, and were really just like open to playing with the material, and also, but sticking to like the, the foundation of the material. Carrie was great at that, sticking to the foundation of it, but also like trying to flesh out our characters in such a short amount of time. Um, and doing that from 4 p.m. to 4 a.m., you know, you, you start to you start to get a little loose and delirious a little bit, <laughs> but it was fun. <laughs> well, well, Eugene, you answered a couple of the questions I was going to ask you about where it was shot oh. and how long the shoot was. Um, but had had you worked with any of these people uh, in the past? Uh, yes, I worked with uh, Anthony Ruiziar, and I've worked with Mike Michael Beach before. Mm-hmm. 
and, and Anthony's going to kill me because I might have bastard. I might have I might have butchered his name like hell, and I've done that before, and he's going to kill me. But it's okay. He loves me. <laughs> but I've worked with both of them before because I did Third Watch with uh, Mike Beach and um, Anthony, and uh, everybody else was new. Everybody else to me was new. I've never met before, but I would work with them again. Um, it was just a good, good group of people. Yeah. And it was just fun. It was just fun. Yeah. Now, Eugene, i got to ask you here. You're supposedly the guy you said that, that has the boat. Yes. Did you I have boat, any yeah. experience at all on a boat? <laughs> I'm going to tell you something that's, that's kind of public knowledge, but not really. I can't swim. <laughs> I can't swim. I've tried it. You know, I did a movie called Anacondas. They had me go take swimming lessons. And if you watch the movie, you see us go into the river, and then everybody's swimming, and then you see me with my hand wet, but my hand on land picking them up. Because I was like, yo, man, it's not going to work. I'm not going to be able to swim this way. <laughs> so my experience on a boat is very, very minimal. But see, that's why I have Jonas. I have Michael Beach. I'm like, man, I just... I bought the boat. You go ahead and you do everything else. I'll be downstairs where I don't have to get anywhere, anywhere near this water. <laughs> and that was my motivation for my character. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I've talked with a lot of actors over the years, and uh, you know, back in the in the fifties and sixties, every mm. actor said that they could ride a horse. Of course, none of them could. <laughs> and, yeah, and so I mean, I'm... I listen. But see, see here, I don't have to say I know how to work a boat because that's not my job right <laughs> <laughs> so i could easily be like oh man i don't know anything about boats i just bought it and that plays into my character now if i had to be beach's character i'd be like yeah well you know uh you know i, you know, I studied a lot of nautical references and uh you know i went to i went to nautical school i mean i might have to say that but nah i'm not gonna do that So with with a film like this, it sounds like you had a good time, though, uh, filming we it. We did. Yeah. And uh, did, were there any bloopers or anything that, that came about during this, the filming that oh, uh, you can remember? Man, I remember. See, Summer's from someplace where they say certain words that I've never heard performed that way. <laughs> and so there was one point where Summer... We're supposed to say drowning, and she said, I think, oh, can't even say it anymore, because what was it? Drowning, or drowning, or something like that. It was something of that nature, mm-hmm. but it was from where she's from. That's how they say it. Yeah. And so we would get to this word, and she was just saying, and I go, wait, what? <laughs> I go, wait, what? What are you saying? Because I, I, she kept saying it, and finally I was like, wait a minute, man, what, what is that word you're saying? She said, drowning. I was like, nope, nope, that's, that's not that word. <laughs> <laughs> and we started cracking up. She says, no, wait a minute, am I not saying it right? I'm like, oh, my God, I've been saying it that way because, you know, that's, that's where we grew up. And I was like, oh, I get it. I get it. So she, that was like a, like a couple of lines she did. And I was, I was like, you got to – I said, remember, you're, you're not that person. You're, you're this person now. She was like, you're right, you're right. The only other bloopers we had, or at least from my part, is uh, – what did I do? You know, there was a part where I had to be on a, um, I had to be down in the, in the guts of the boat looking for something, and I'm on this like these pipes, and I'm supposed to be walking up on the pipes and, and doing this stuff, and I, you know, one time I think I slipped a little bit, and they don't know this because I never, I never told them it happened, 
because there's no way I would admit it. But I kind of slipped and caught myself in the wrong place. And was like, oh. and so, this, this, you know, my face, I'm supposed to be like really like scared and something, and I'm supposed to be like clenching my, my jaw because something's going on. I clenched my jaw for real because I, I banged my nuts. And it was not, it was not a fun experience. <laughs> but I, didn't, I wanted to be, you know, tough. I didn't want to say, hey, man, I slipped caught myself and it wasn't fun <laughs> so i just never told anybody and i kept it pushing well it's a good thing they didn't say okay cut let's do it again that was a great expression oh, no, no, do it, it like again. that <laughs> we did it again we did it again i just never said anything oh. <laughs> but yeah they, yeah they, that's something they didn't know but i i kind of hurt myself in that moment and that was not fun which which, which uh cut did they put into the film I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't seen. Uh, I've been telling them that I don't really want to see the full cut yet, mm-hmm. um, because I want to be surprised. I'm a horror fan, yep. so I want to make sure when I see this, I go in it kind of fresh. I mean, luckily for me, like when I do certain films, there's a point where I kind of like forget certain things, which is crazy because I have a great memory. But I forget certain things just so when I see it, it feels a little more fresh. Of course, things are gonna come back. But I want to see how everything is put together. And I'm excited to see because I want to see how everybody's situation went down. Because we had some, some of the ways that things went down, we couldn't really see it visually yet. So I'm curious about how it, it all played out. Yeah. yeah. Is there a lot of uh, special effects? Um, I don't know. That's the thing. I mean, Carrie told us there's going to be some things that are going to happen that you're not going to see yet. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that meant. But I know there's going to be some things added. There's a lot of practical. There's yeah. a lot of practical. Yeah, so you weren't but doing a lot of blue screens or anything like that. No, 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 no. This was all kind – this was all more um, old school. Yeah. In terms of, like, building up attention through the acting, through the, the camera cuts, through the dialogue, through, you know, just smoke and things that you can use on the boat. But I think there's things that are probably added later. Yeah. But – um, a lot of things that we did were very practical. Wow, yeah, it sounds sounds like it's going to be a, a a lot of fun to see, and uh, you know, one of those uh, get get plenty of popcorn to watch it. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's it's always hard to know because you know when you do when you do it independent, and everybody throws everything into it, it it's just you know you just never know what's going to happen. So there's always been this excitement to seeing the final product. Because everybody put that blood, sweat, and tears into it. And, you know, it's not all about the money. It was all about the experience. And we just had a very good time with each other. Because uh, we were in close quarters. A lot of people, like, they went and they stayed down in that area. I went home. I drove home every morning. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I, I don't feel like staying down here. I'm going to go back. I would drive like an hour and yeah. something, like, at 4 a.m. And then come wow. back, at, you know, and then do it again at around 3 or 4. Yeah. Boy, you, you must have been exhausted. I mean, working working till four in the morning like that. Well, you know, you get used to it because you had to change. You know, once we had to get once we once we got in that schedule, you just had to get sleep. You know, so when I get home, I went to bed, hmm. and then I would get up and I would just relax for a while. Then I would drive down there. I mean, we would get on that boat, and we have a little downtime because we needed to wait until the sun drops. Because most of that film was all 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 night. At night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On that boat, yeah. So, because it was all about that time. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, did you ever think when you were a little kid that someday you'll be doing a film like this? <laughs> I mean, is it? I mean, there's always a hope, you know, because I, I grew up on watching stuff like Prince of Darkness, uh, Event Horizon, mm-hmm. um, obviously The Exorcist, Rosemary's Baby. You know, you look at those films, you know, for me, like, you know, Mouth of Madness. I, I throw all those in because that's how I felt like, ooh, we're going we're gonna, to, like, have fun playing with these thoughts, like lethal things, sort of the Stephen King, sort of the Rosemary's Baby, sort of that, those kind of like intimate stories that can be told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, it, I think more Rosemary's Baby and Exorcist when I think of intimate stories. Mouth of Madness is just bonkers. Mm-hmm. Just bonkers out of, its, out of its mind stuff. But it deals <laughs> with, you know, uh, some of the stuff I think we deal with here. Yeah. You know? Wow. What do you believe is basically... Mm-hmm. I think this story is about. Is acting what you always wanted to do, or, or were you heading in a different direction when you first, you know, were young? You know, it, you know, when, when you're a kid, I don't think you ever really know. I mean, I was seven years old when I got into the business, and at that time, I think I wanted to be an astronomer because uh, I was totally into like, you know, the planets and stuff like that, and then I wanted to be an artist. I was drawing all the time, and at one point I did a mock trial. I wanted to be a lawyer, you know, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So uh, when this all came about, I think it was when I was seven, my sister got me into the business. Um, my basically was saying, Mom, he has too much energy. we got to get him out of the house. So they sent me to an acting school, and then, you know, that became my vocation. But it never felt like a job. It never felt like maybe this is what I'm going to do because I have other passions. I, I do photography. You know, I write. Um, so I don't know. I can't say I knew. I knew when, I think I really knew when I did the Cosby show when I was a kid mm-hmm. yeah. and did that. I think that's when I knew it. Cause I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe I can do this. And that's, I think really was like, all right, maybe this is what I'll do for, you know, for a career. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and when you were on Bones, I mean, you were on there for a long time. Yeah, I was on there for 10 years, man. Um, it was one of my favorite shows because I've got two of my greatest friends from that show. Um, and I just, the, the chemistry we had on that show was, you know, it's unmatched. There's not many shows where you, you can bring in recurring characters and they feel like the, they feel like the regulars. Yeah. And... Uh, I was blessed in that because we had great, uh, you know, we had a great showrunner in Hard Hanson and uh, Stephen Nathan. And, 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 I, and I think they just kept the, the train moving. And, you know, and obviously, you know, Emily Deschanel and David Boyanis, man, they, they helped make that show what it was. And then the, everybody else. Yeah. So it was a great, it was a great cast. Yeah. Great crew. Yeah. And voice acting. You've done yeah. quite a bit of that, too. I have. I have. Do you enjoy <laughs> that? I've been lucky. I love it. You know, because the, the beautiful thing about voice acting, you don't, it doesn't matter what, I can roll up in my pajamas <laughs> and do it. And I could, I get a sleep in my eye. I could, I may not have, you know, I mean, I do brush my teeth, but I could be like, ah, I don't feel like brushing <laughs> my teeth today. I just go in, you know, you do it. And beautiful thing about it, you don't really age out in voice acting. Right. Um, because, you know, it's just, it's your voice. And it doesn't matter how you look. It just matters how you present yourself. And it's, it's, it's like radio shows to me. Right. Because I, I, I used to love Twilight Zone radio dramas. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I love those. 
I used to love them to death. Uh, my girl at the time and I used to listen to those all, all the time. And so when I got into voice acting, that's kind of how I wanted to be. That's, uh, you know, it's funny because I've had a lot of uh, voice actors on the show and uh, they, you know, they all say the same thing, just like you said, I can go in my pajamas. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You can, man. <laughs> and I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen voice actors roll up in there looking like who did it and why. <laughs> and it didn't matter because they, all they did is they got up in their voice was crystal. You know, Kevin Michael Richardson is one of my favorites. Uh, Phil Lamar. You know, I you know I got to you know work with them both, and they're like two of my like favorites mm-hmm. in like the history of voiceover or voice acting, especially. And Gray DeLaw, you know, who Gray, you know, it, it's just I've been lucky. I've, I've had a very, 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 very fortunate career. Yeah, and and it's not going to stop, but obviously. <laughs> I, hope, the... I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Well, Eugene, um, I want to finish up with one final question. Um, but uh, before that, I want to <clears throat> let everybody know, February 4th, be sure to check out Eminence. And that's going to be uh, on uh, several digital streamers. They can pick it up, including iTunes. And uh, be sure to catch you on that. And, of course, you know, keep an eye out for you for all the things that you're, you're, you're on and doing and everything else and the things you've done in the past. But my final question is, when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and over the past? And what are your favorite movies now and of the past? Oh, wow, that's such a such a great question. Um, what's going on right now? I'm trying to think. In the past, you know, I'm a huge you know during uh, New Year's Eve. I love. I'm a huge Twilight Zone fan, so mm-hmm. love watching the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Um, Kirby enthusiasm. Um, Right now, what's going on right now that I've watched? I've been, I love Cobra Kai. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I, I I thought Cobra Kai has been fun, been great nostalgia. It's cheesy, but it's that good amount of cheese that you like that feels good on your on your belly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it just does. Uh, man, because I've watched so many things of recent. Um, you know, I love horror films. So uh, Halloween, The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Um, Event Horizon is a favorite horror film of mine. And then when it comes to, like, I thought some of my favorites were Infinity War, Endgame, yep. uh, Civil War, uh, TV shows, Loki. It just goes all around. I mean, I'm pretty, I love a lot of nerd stuff. So, oh, right now, Superman and Lois. I'll be watching that tonight. That is fun. Uh, I, I like that, that show. I think it's the best version of Superman I've seen on TV. Because um, it actually captures... I think Tyler does an amazing job uh, playing that role. I really do. And she's she's a great, Biffy is a great, great Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. And they work well together. They work, they, yeah. it's, the, it's the the magic you used to see with Margot Kidder and Christopher Reeve. Yes. That sort of, you need the, the bumbling sort of really nice guy and the really like, you know, heart of gold, but really tough as nails reporter. That you got in um, her, and I, I and I and I can see that they brought that to these two characters. So I love it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Eugene, I you know thank you so much. It's been so much fun to have you on the show. And oh, uh, thank you. And I wish you luck with Eminence and everything else you got going thank on. You. And uh, thank you. And I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I, man, I hope I didn't talk your ear off. <laughs> <Sometimes> <laughs> I, 
A big shout-out going to Eugene Bird for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. As I said earlier, he was Dr. Clark Edison on Bones and also other things. And he is in Eminence, which is out on Friday. And he is going to uh, be in that film. Be sure to check it out. And on Wednesday, this week, we will have another guest from the movie Eminence. And then on Friday, we will have another guest. So we're going to have an Eminence Week this week. So get ready for that and have a good time watching that movie when it comes out. And also, uh, we want to remind you that uh, we are going to be giving you more information about CroftCon as it gets ready in May. That's when it's coming to the San Francisco Bay Area. And it is uh, at the Rinda Theater. And the good thing about that, people, you know, uh, we've already heard some people are going to be flying in for that. So you can fly into Oakland or you can fly into San Francisco. And then you can turn around and take the BART and you go right to the Rinda Theater. And, of course, you can stop either before it or after it. And there's a lot of hotels there and everything. But we'll give you more information on that coming up or tell you where to go to find tickets and everything. And it's going to be a great time. They're going to have guests from uh, a lot of the shows that uh, Sid and Marty Croft made. And that included Lidsville and also H.R. Puffin stuff and Land of the Lost and everything else. Uh, just so many things that they did. And it's going to be a great time. They're going to be having uh, talks with these people and they'll be signing autographs and things like that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. CroftCom, it's coming up May 20th. And uh, that's it. That's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Thank <laughs> you.